Alrighty guys, welcome, welcome back to this good old podcast here, back at Tomboy Official, um, it's day seven, I think it's day seven, uh, man, this rain is insane, um, to hit about 20 minutes of traffic, but otherwise, I'm ready to rock and roll, I think. Uh, dang. It is hard to see. It's not bad. I've seen worse. This isn't the worst. At least there aren't that many cars. It's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, so I'm not like any kind of like massive issue right here um and just I know these roads do what I gotta do I'm just trying to get on to the dang freeway okay so um we are driving down the 15 oh my goodness to LA, here we come. Uh, I've had enough of San Bernardino County for now. Uh, this rain sucks. I hate it, but I guess my little comfort trick is um, driving behind big trucks. I mean, it's not like a foolproof thing it's not like a hundred percent that it's gonna be always totally safe but um for me it's like well you know I can drive in a slow lane behind a big a big orange object you know and that is good enough for me um but yeah so day seven couple pages um, in Aina's Keys book, um, she starts talking more about, you know, methods to try and deal with, you know, past issues of people causing problems in one's life. Uh, she brings up some stuff like, um, you know, this very, uh, true... Um, because it is pretty true that, you know, sometimes when there has been someone who maybe wasn't doing the best of things, uh, they seem to just kind of get on with their old life. They don't seem to affect it negatively. You know, they seem to, uh, like she said, like there's some form of like forgiveness of themselves that they experience. Or, you know, the shame and pain related makes them kind of, like, not really able to really perceive fully what they've done or really, like, you know, honestly, like, address it within themselves. Um, And that's pretty true, right? Um, So, 
you know, she kind of mentioned things like, you know, writing, you know, doing things that, you know, get it out of your system so that you're not just constantly um, just brooding, brooding on it. Like, of course, you know, you're still going to have memories. You're still going to think about things. Like, I don't know anyone who has like a magic pill that just makes, makes things stop in the world. You know, it's like a lot of people have pain and suffering and, you know, but there are methods to deal with it. And I, I learned, you know, kind of like working in psych that, you know, people can, people can, uh, understand, you know, that there's pain and honestly, you know, humans, it's a common thing that, that people know that, you know, humans seek pleasure and avoid pain mostly, right? Like most of the time you don't see people going toward pain unless, you know, like sometimes, um, there might be a form of, I don't know what you call it, but, um, there might be a form of, um, uh, what do you call it? When you're just kind of like, um, around people, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, like basically people try to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Um, but there is kind of like a tolerance factor, um, a gain of tolerance you know, to be able to be able to sit with the pain and not kind of self-destruct and feel worse or get to a really, um, maybe, uh, a state where it feels like maybe you can't really come back from it or where it does more harm than good. Like, so it does help to really develop skills and a tolerance to be able to actually deal with the stuff. Like it's, it's not maybe the wisest, um, to fully, like, just straight up be, like, straight up, I'm gonna, um, just do whatever I want to do, you know, like, and try to just delve into, you know, some horrific past or some pain that was never dealt with and just wing it and see, like, oh, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just see, you know. Like, that's not usually recommended. Like, either people are usually supposed to have someone who's supportive or some way that they can support themselves or feel better within their own selves uh, and, you know, soothe healthily because you know, a lot of times when people are experiencing pain or even when they're trying to work on it, you know, they might try to turn to substances or turn to something that, you know, is going to be a numbing type of agent. And, you know, that might impact other types of functioning, like, okay, like it might impact taking days off work or impact taking time to do certain stuff or impact a lot of different things that in turn might cause more other issues. It's like, not only do you have all this other stuff that's been unleashed and you don't know how to deal with it and now it's just floating around in the air and then like in your memories and things and now you got to deal with that as well as try to like 
manage your day-to-day, it's like, you know, there has to be balance. Like, everybody gets somewhat off-balance on occasion for a temporary time, whether that's on purpose where you just, like, go out and party on a weekend or whether it's, like, more, um, you know, um, extreme. But, you know, everybody kind of has, you know, times where they're not, like, to the T doing every little thing to the dot, you know, like, um, you know, and that, that can be fine too. Like it doesn't have to be a bad thing, but, um, yeah, it can often be hard. Like it's not like the easiest of things to be trying to, you know, deal with all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know, guys. Like, it's... I feel like we're driving in the clouds, man. It is so... Such poor visibility. Wow, it's pretty impressive. Um, how poor the visibility is at the moment. Um, it, I feel like we're driving in the fog. <laughs> driving downhill in the fog. Um, I feel like we're driving in the clouds. But once we get off this dang mountain to lower elevation, I think we'll be good. Uh, man, I knew I was going to have to deal with this today, but whatever. It's how I'm starting my Tuesday morning. Um, I've done it once when it was worse and it was unexpected and now I'm doing it and it's fine. Um, it'll be fine. I'm not really nervous or anything. I just don't want it to take so long that I'm going to have to pull over for a bathroom break. That's more what I'm that's more on my mind than other things. Uh, but yeah, like pretty much the tolerance, the, um, just kind of trying to best understand kind of what exactly needs to work, how that looks, why and when. Um, geez, is there anybody next to me? Yeah. So just that kind of thing. Uh, being knowledgeable of that uh, type of situation where something might come up and you know you want to have you know some strength and some skills to be able to cope um, when things do arise because it really might not be like a perfect situation but um But it really doesn't have to be, like, um, way too, like, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a major problem, you know? Like, um, sometimes we're able to cope with things a little better than we might think we can. Um, but yeah, building that tolerance too, like maybe working on it a little and not just going delving into the whole thing, like give it a minute, give it two minutes, give it five minutes, give it 10 minutes, like almost like when you go, you know, cold, cold to the gym, you know, after not working out for a while, you know, I did this once I, I entered into a 5k without training at all. And I was like, 
like I was like not even like walking or doing anything like I was having like a completely like sedentary lifestyle for a bit and then started just like you know I'm like oh I'm just gonna go start like running all of a sudden like you know and at first you know the first couple minutes like this feels good I can do this I got this you know I got it I'm 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 doing well with this um task and then I noticed like dude I am not doing well um (laughs) I am slow I am not fast I do not feel skilled I am not in shape and I stopped but then like towards the finish line I started running a little bit faster because, you know, there's people waiting and stuff, and I didn't want to feel, like, weird. And so I was able to kind of have a method to, like, push, but it was still pretty, like, (laughs) weird. Like, it was still pretty, like, like, oh, like, you're going to push, you know, um, at the end. And it was kind of, like, at the end only, you know? Like, I wasn't really... It wasn't, like, a true, like... 5k run um I was worn out and like yeah I was not ready but it's like 3.1 miles really for me wasn't like that big of a deal like it was a lot but it wasn't like such a bad time um because it's not that far like even walking I think it's like less than an hour walking if you're walking at like a pretty steady pace, usually people can finish that amount uh, in about 50 minutes or so. Like, so it's, you know, if you're just walking, it's usually fine. But yeah, I found it really kind of interesting. I was like, oh no, you know. Um, but I knew that, you know. Um, versus like when you go to the gym cold or something like that, you know, like you know, you know, you build up, you know, you start with like lower weights or less reps or slower, you know, you're on the treadmill slowly or on the elliptical slowly or whatever. And then you build up and the more you do it, the more you notice, okay, like my stamina is better. My energy is better. My muscles can like maintain better. Um, I can lift heavier. I can, you know, do more, you know, just naturally that's how the how the how the body works that's naturally how the mind works um you know and so it's not too far off you know when you think about like other types of thoughts and memories and things like that you know a lot of times if you're thinking in that way about thoughts and memories it's like you know if you if you've never built that kind of tolerance towards pain like emotional pain or the specific emotional pain that you're, you know, dealing with, with those challenges, you know, um, it might be harder than if you kind of know what to do. You're like, okay, I can give myself five minutes every other day of journaling, and then I get to do something really fun that I love and take good care of myself. And, you know, um, you know, there's like ways of handling things, but, um, I don't really think, I don't really think it's, uh, you know, too, it's not like the easiest thing, you know what I mean? It's not like, like, oh, I'm going to have a simple time with this or, oh, this is going to be like an easy kind of thing to deal with. Um, you know, sometimes it is more of a challenge. Sometimes it is, 
you know, more of a pain to have to deal with certain stuff. Um, but yeah, like sometimes that's just, just how it kind of goes. Um, but, um, yeah, like definitely that tolerance, um, is key and the skills, having the skills and knowing the skills, that's going to be another key, you know, just to, you know, make sure that, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, extra added challenge, you know, to a healing process. Otherwise, like, nobody wants to go through a healing process that's going to be super painful. Like, that's why people avoid the doctor and avoid getting told that they have to do a surgery, get a surgery. They avoid being told all these other types of things, you know, because they're like, well, I don't want to go through the recovery process and all that. Like, it, it hurts. Even if you're in pain now, it still hurts to recover. Like, both parts hurt, but it's like, sometimes it's like, I'd rather be familiar with the pain of holding things in and holding grudges and like you know the ego telling myself like like all these bad things about somebody or whatever you know just and not being for not having forgiveness like you don't have to forgive like she was mentioning that you don't have to forgive but if you do choose to take a path of forgiving it still doesn't mean that you have to like like start calling them or talking to them or whatever like you can still forgive someone internally never even mention it to them but just like the process of how you like uh you know talk to yourself about them and like involve with your thoughts about them isn't from a place of you know like blaming or whatever like you're kind of just like not over it but kind of more like um uh like a different kind of uh way of dealing with things but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely possible to get, you know, kind of what you need from yourself. Having support around you, if possible, is good. Uh, people to support you, even, either professionally or just, like, personally but in the way that you need to be supported because, you know, people can try to support you, but, like, like I talked about yesterday, you know, sometimes a person's form of support may feel invalidating or it might just be, like, not really what you actually need at the time. Like, some people like getting advice. You know, some people don't, you know. Um, like, I have to be careful with that with myself sometimes because I know sometimes I'll, I'll have friends that might be like talking about something that they've got going on and in my head I'm like oh there's all these solutions like try this try this try that you know did you do this did you do that you know and then sometimes it's like just paying attention to how someone responds it's like ah, oh, that's not really maybe what they want to hear you know maybe they just want you to listen maybe they just want to be open about some something and just get it off their chest or whatever um they don't really want to hear your opinions you know like I know I don't want to hear people's opinions sometimes and I also don't like it when when some, you know, sometimes I'm like, uh, oh my God, <laughs> my map is just like, traffic is getting worse, it's like, no shit, I noticed, um, yeah, so it's gonna be an extra 20 minutes now, I went from, like, 
an hour 50 something minutes so it's going to be like two hours 20 two hours 30 something like that um but whatever I don't really care um but I'm driving into better weather a little bit Yeah, so basically, yeah, like, sometimes it helps to kind of know, like, what you need, um, and it, you know, it's, it's, you know, like, not everybody's gonna go into something and be like, I need this from you for you to listen to me and do whatever, you know, like, you know, like, we all kind of just deal with things the way we're going to, but, you know, it doesn't always have to be, like, you know, very well discussed, but usually when you know somebody really good, that is probably going to be one of the more helpful things, when you're like, I know um, this person really well, and, you know, we get along really good, and, you know, things are good, you know what I mean, and, like, you're able to just kind of, like, you know, do what you got to do with them, um, and, you know, it can be a tricky-ish kind of situation. It can be a tricky setting to have to try to deal with. But I think dealing with things at a level of yourself being ready, that's probably one of the more, the better ways of, um, of dealing with stuff, you know. Um, just like with physical, with physical problems, you know, like if you break your arm and just leave it, you know, and don't do anything and don't know how to do things yourself to like repair it, you know, it's going to be, it's going to have like more permanent damage to it later on. Um, and it helps to have a professional, you know, of course things happen in medical care as well. Like sometimes it doesn't go good or whatever, you know, like sometimes it really isn't, um, perfect. Maybe more things happen along the route, but it's like, like I've known people just cause I've worked with so many people, you know, on a patient therapy, therapist kind of level. Like, you know, I had a lot of clients that had like physical pain as well, physical problems and I'd heard from some people that, you know, there had been some dental things or some problems with, like, some severe kind of, like, arthritis situations and, like, damage done to their hands and, like, their fingers, their toes, things like that where, like, surgeries went wrong and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I can't say that, like, okay, like, yeah, it's always going to work well. Same thing with, like, therapy or whatever. Like, sometimes it doesn't really maybe always 110% work for every single person all the time, but... It usually is kind of <clears throat> more recommended to get someone professional involved or even someone who's, like, famil- familiar with healing. Like, if it's, like, a spiritual person or some kind of community person or just someone who kind of knows about it, you know, even if it's not, like, a friend or family member, just somebody, you know, versus doing it by yourself. But a lot of us, you know, I think we do have power within ourselves to do things alone, but also, you know, we are humans and we also often have, like, social needs, too. And so it's kind of hard to know sometimes. It's for the individual to determine, you know, what they need for themselves, usually. But, um, 
yeah, it's, uh, oh, it could definitely be a tricky process, um, uh, but I've definitely seen plenty of people get out of, you know, trauma or be able to cope with it somewhat, you know, at least better than what they were doing before, you know, and feel like they're not being, like, fully damaged, um, at all, you know, like, they're able to, like, cope and deal and live the life that they want and reach their goals and not have the problems getting in the way of their sleep or in the way of their, you know, day-to-day and, like, their other relationships and functioning, um, and they slowly get better and, you know, they're able to kind of, you know, thrive. Um, it's definitely possible, but, you know, if the work never starts, you know, and some things naturally heal, I would say, just with time in general, but it kind of just depends, like, like, every human is different, and so, yeah, it's good to keep that in mind, but, um, yeah, I, I guess one thing that was kind of coming to my mind, because I mentioned before I was watching that series, Stiesel, um, and it's about these religious, uh, people living in a religious Jewish area in Israel, and they're part of, uh, Haredi, I think it's Haredi Jews, um, they're in a, in a pretty tight-knit community of people, and that's kind of, like, the region that they live in and everything, where there's a lot of people who practice like they do and everything, and that's kind of how they kind of raise their kids and everything, and, you know, it, it shows a lot of human side to people, because I know a lot of times, you know, there's, like, you know, people expect, or even, like, in religion, there's a lot of, like, hidden kind of, like, wrongdoings, like, people kind of, like, maybe they're not, like, running around doing, like, the ultimate wrong all the time, uh, maybe they are, you know, like, I don't think, I honestly don't think that someone who's religious is better behaved than someone who's not, I mean, they talk about it maybe more, um, on a regular basis, possibly, but I know plenty of people who are not religious in any way, and they're very great people, you know, and they really try hard with their relationships with others, and, like, with their own health and everything, um, I've been lucky to know a lot of people like that, and so I know they exist, um, and I'm not, like, in some special place where I'm, like, just finding people like that, you know, like, I know they exist, you know, I just naturally come across them sometimes, uh, oftentimes, and then, you know, so I don't think, I think that humans are humans, you know, it doesn't matter if you're religious or not, which is almost sad to say, it's like, you'd almost want the religious people to be, like, having the better reputation or whatever, but, um, I don't know, I don't really see it that way, like, I think, um, it, it's kind of hit or miss either way, religious or non-religious. Um, it's usually the individual themselves that makes the choice to be um, very like strategic and healthy about their relationships. I don't think it matters really if you have a religion that teaches you about it or not. Um, you know, humans are going to make their decisions. Some people are more impulsive about the things they do and try to get their way. Um, other people are a lot less impulsive and they kind of 
you know, have an understanding that, you know, maybe they're not always going to get their way or maybe they try different stuff. Um, yeah, like I've, I've, I've not quite yet, you know, come across anything too, like, yeah, like, I don't know, I have, I have, uh, strong feelings to some extent about like religion and things like that like um I do have some positive views some negative views just like about non-religious lifestyles um but yeah like I'm not gonna like say that all religious people are saints and all non-religious people are villains like that's not true either you know but yeah it's just interesting watching this religious kind of a series about religious people living in Israel um I know it's it's a drama like I don't think it's based on a true story at least from I don't know like I don't know too much of the background of it but um it's a really cool storyline in my opinion and I do like how they have like human you know issues like um I'll talk about some of it so it's gonna be a bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen it but if you're not gonna watch it then you know, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, um, but yeah, just to talk about it a little bit, like, um, there's a character, like, the, the grandmother character, you know, like, in their religion, you know, the, the older sons and, like, daughters and grandkids at first are kind of like, okay, she's in, like, a a parent's home, they call it, like, a parent's home or, like, an adult, uh, home, kind of like a nurse, like, not a nursing home, what do you call it, like, like, those retirement, kind of, like, a retirement home type of place, and she has, like, a bedroom, and this kind of, like, friend that's there, uh, she basically has a bed, a little desk table type of thing, maybe, like, a closet, a little, like, you know, just a little bedroom area that's her own spot, and then they have just, like, lobbies, community rooms, that kind of thing, like, areas, like, where people can gather and like interact and socialize and stuff and events and stuff and so um and then staff that work there and everything of course too and so she at one point gets a gets a television I don't remember where she gets it from but she gets a television which in their culture you know it's not very common for people to have televisions and so she gets really into you know these secular stories, like, these soap operas, basically, these kind of soap opera stories, you know, some of them have, like, some violence with, like, shooting, some of them have just, like, a lot of, like, love triangles and scandals and all kinds of cheating and lying and all that kind of stuff, and she's really into these stories, and at a certain point, you know, she gets to a place where she doesn't feel too good about it, because I guess one of her grandkids um, learned some cursing words or some profanity from being in the room while watching the show and got in trouble, got kicked out of the chorus and, um, the grandfather or not the grandfather. Well, I don't know what his, I guess it was technically the grandfather of that kid goes to his mother, the grandma, the grandma of the family and tells her, look, you know, like, he learned this and like why don't you stick to like psalms and like the women's bible or whatever they called it they like you know dedicate your life to like you know learning the psalms and all this kind of stuff and she kind of agrees like okay like maybe I should go that route instead of like keeping with this television and but then like 
towards the end of the first episode, the first season, she gets a little, um, um, what do you call it? Like a little enticed wanting to like know what happens to the end at the end of these stories and, you know, at the end of the shows and, you know, she asks her friend and her friend's like, no, like, you know, I only watch the news, you know, she doesn't watch anything but, but news only. So she doesn't want other types of content in her room and being watched and stuff. So she says no about it. But I, I don't know if she says no out of like anger because she's mad that the lady had previously wanted to watch some like Zionist, like air show kind of thing that culturally you know they did like an annual air show and people would come outside to watch it and you know I guess that friend was a little upset that you know that 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 grandma lady was gonna watch it so she was kind of I kind of got the impression that's why she was denying her watching her show I don't really think it was purely like oh like according to my religion I don't do this like she was kind of like holding a strong line but either way she said no and then the that grandma lady gets a little upset about it and so she's like well she tells her you know like go downstairs go watch it in the lobby which happens to be downstairs the elevator is broken so she puts her walker by the stairs and starts trying to like walk down the stairs and then she falls and get and becomes unconscious and at the end of that season she's like in the hospital because of it and then there's all these other storylines with you know like the the main character's son um Akiva he basically um I think he's in his 20s maybe 30s 20s um mid 20s or so and you know he broke off one engagement which is kind of like unheard of and then he goes and the the lady that he's really into had been twice divorced um I don't know if she was twice divorced or twice widowed but like in her mid-30s and kind of like seen as like not uh, like in that culture she was seen as kind of like not desirable even though you know she was a beautiful looking person and had a nice personality but she also wasn't really trying to get involved with him she kept telling him no but they both loved each other but even in the culture like you don't really see like men and women like hanging out a lot um so their way to hang out they kind of come up with this little scandal that the two of them will get a long long engagement six months or more maybe almost up to a year until they get married and at least they could spend that time together and then after that break off the engagement but then they start having guilt about that process because you know it's not honest you know like they knew that they were just doing it to kind of be together and there's all these kind of things like that where it's like the reason why I'm mentioning it is because it's like okay it's like all these stories about like human nature and all these kind of weird like seemingly it's kind of like seemingly innocent choices that people are making that are against you know the religion you know um but in other societies it wouldn't really be that big of a deal you know like I think in western American culture um okay so my traffic is improving now so basically yeah in other cultures it wouldn't really be considered like that big of a deal like the place I left off I'm still I'm starting the beginning of season two and this um the the main character uh daughter 
um, one of the daughters, I don't know, there's so many different families, um, there's different households, basically, like, multi-generational things going on, so one of the families, one of the main characters is a daughter, she's, like, not married yet, but she's old enough to, like, help out with the kids and help out, you know, a lot, like, I want to say she's in her teens, like, she's still in school, but she's not engaged or is trying to get married, no one's talking about marriage with her, she just got her own bedroom, um, and things like that, where it's, like, she was sharing it with her other, like, three brothers, and now, three younger brothers, and she's the oldest, and they're, like, well, you're a young woman now, and that kind of thing, and, like, so they kind of made, like, some kind of, uh, space in the house that they put, like, a wall and a door, I guess, or maybe they cleaned out some area that was used for something else and let her have it as the bedroom, um, and she was, like, overhearing this, this guy, this, uh, young male, like, in, in, I don't know if he was in a synagogue or in a room, she hears this guy, like, praying, um, and he's, like, really kind of praying to God and just, like, you know, take this, take this away from me kind of thing, and, like, you know, she's, like, overhearing, like, some personal prayer, like, which, you know, that's a little, like, okay, like, maybe you're not supposed to just, like, sit at the window and listen, but he's, like, really kind of feeling bad that he's having, like, wet dreams and stuff like that, and so she's, like, overhearing this guy talk about this stuff, and in their, in their culture, in their religion, it's, like, you know, that kind of thing is seen as, like, not good, um, and for her to be listening isn't necessarily considered good, and, you know, but it's, like, you know, I mentioned that just to say it, like, everyone kind of has their own thing that they're doing, where there's a little bit of bad here and there, you know, like, one of her brothers got, got upset that she wasn't reading the book to them, that, you know, ever since she got her room, her own room to herself, she kind of stopped reading, like, this series of a book that she kind of made up, I think it was, like, Anna Karana or something like that, and then, like, she called it Hannah, and kind of made up a whole story that was kind of like not religious but it was kind of like more within their culture and so the oldest of the three younger brothers you know takes the book out of her room like kind of steals it from under her bed and starts like reading it and um notices it's not the right book uh and reads through the whole story and the the story you know some of it was about kissing and all this other kind of stuff and you know it wasn't really the kind of stuff that they're supposed to be reading either but he goes and reads the whole book and confronts her about her lies about it and like there's a bunch of like lying and scandals and all this other kind of stuff while these people are just trying to be religious but then they're like hiding all these other little things here and there like that girl's dad at one point she went and I think I'm spoiling enough, so after this, I'll just stop. But that girl's dad, at one point, he left the community, left the religious lifestyle on a supposed trip. Like, he would take these, like, business trips for work, and then all of a sudden, he just, like, left for, like, I want to say five, six months, like, an indefinite amount of time. So he did something that wasn't normal in their culture. Like, he cut his hair, he shaved his beard... So his identity, when he did want to come back to the community, um, he had to wait two months so he could grow back uh, the the payas on the side of his hair and the beard and everything so it didn't look 
like so weird like he wouldn't stand out as like someone who's not who clearly just cut their hair cut all their hair um and so he had to wait a couple months for all of his hair to grow back in so he could even come back even though he he decided at a certain point that he wanted to come back and then left that main the mother with that with that main daughter um left them taking care of all the kids they had a a family of like you know five kids so there was a baby those three brothers and that one uh older female uh daughter you know so it's like all these little things were going on like there's all these storylines where people are just like you know on on the face on the surface they're all living a life that looks like it's very religious and like yeah they're having these ceremonies and going to synagogues and like studying scriptures and the Talmud and all this kind of stuff that they're studying all the time and then meanwhile you know they're running around doing all kinds of other weird things like within their families within their relationships and just trying to get what they need for themselves like even the dad he the main dad of that guy who I said Akiva um, who was doing that weird um engagement scandal with the girl he was in love with um they basically um he that dad isn't really that nice like he's kicked his kid out of the house before and you know he's lied about stuff and kind of gone behind people's back and like talked you know kind of confronted some people in his life about certain stuff or he's like kind of playing games with like like widowed newly widowed women's hearts and trying to like come over and they cook meals for him and stuff like that and like they want to be like he acts like he wants to be involved and then he's kind of like oh but like no and like let's do this in private and not really publicly be seen like talking to each other because in that culture it's like men and women if you're not married or related you're not really talking um unless you have a reason to be or unless you're like engaged but it's like if it's not on a professional level and you don't have a reason to really be talking there's no real reason to be spending private time at each other's houses and stuff like that like but what i'm saying is like you know culturally you know in american western culture that's not if you don't think about the religious differences that people might have um people you know if 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 a kid is if a if a young guy is having wet dreams like it's normal you know like if somebody wants to talk to someone of the opposite sex that's normal um if somebody wants to you know like there's a lot of stuff that like if I feel like I'm I'm not saying anything bad about the religion but it's like sometimes religion kind of has such a tight hold on people that it kind of takes them against their nature and it's like I feel like there was a lot of that in this kind of story where it's like you know like people have a nature about them and the more you deprive them of it they're just gonna run around still trying to do it you know and so you know it was all these kind of little things that it's like okay you take the story and put it in another you know setting and a lot of the a lot of the scandal and a lot of the drama wouldn't have even been really drama it would have been like a little bit like there's still cultural taboos like things like sexuality and all that kind of stuff it's still like there's still taboos um 
but yeah there's stuff like that and it's like it just kind of makes me think because it's like you know a lot of times there is kind of like you know I think a lot of people could agree you know hurting other people isn't isn't really okay to do and especially if you're the one going out of your way to hurt somebody or someone's going out of their way to hurt you and especially if it's not like self-defense like most people would say provoking and initiating pain is not okay right um overall I think we can all agree to that like it doesn't matter what religion you are or what religion you're not like I think most people agree that you know um something should be avoided like that it should be avoided and um in this show you kind of see that a lot with people like initiating problems you know starting issues with others and like doing all these things that are like causing painful issues with everybody and um I think it's just something to keep in mind that you know humans do have their own nature where they do kind of try and scheme here and there to get what they need or you know when there are people that have their own needs not met you know and they have like pain in certain areas that was never healed or certain other things you know they impulsively just try to try to you know just they're going about their day and they're screwing up relationships with people they're being mean they're being bad they're lying they're stealing they're cheating they're doing all these kinds of things and a lot of times I don't know if people a lot of times they are consciously doing it sometimes they're not sometimes it's a very impulsive like somebody's just like lying um I mean I've impulsively lied about things like when somebody's asked me like 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 I'd say one of the easiest things is to be like when some when you're really not in a good mood um and you know you know you're not in a good mood and you're really grumpy and somebody's like how are you doing and you're like I'm fine you know like it's kind of like one of those things like technically it's like a white lie but it's still a lie like I could be totally not fine and totally not feeling good and just say that I am right now that's the kind of lie that's like people would say that's acceptable you know like culturally people would be like oh yeah it's fine to just say that you're okay when you're not you know what I mean but it's like it's not true right if it's not true then it's a lie right so it's kind of like things like that you know and then other things you know sometimes somebody will just like ask something and you just kind of like start talking about it which is one reason why I don't really like drinking too much because I notice like like you know when I'm out and then like hanging out with people and then I'm trying to like recount like a story of something or like just catch up with people and talk about things I notice I kind of get a little less um, less precise with kind of what I'm saying, you know, like it, it can be, there can be some embellishment with some things. It can be like, like, Oh, like traffic was so bad. Like I, you know, like I couldn't see and like the rain was so bad, like, you know, like trying to make it worse than it is, you know, when it's like, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Like, but then sometimes it's like, you know, like, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like catching catching oneself and doing things like that. Like I can catch myself doing that. Like if I'm completely sober, I know when I'm like, okay, I'm I'm making this choice to embellish on this story a little bit, you know, um, or whatever, or to downplay something, you know, um, 
that I, you know, just to downplay something or whatever. Um, like, I've done that with, like, with, like, dating before. Like, if somebody's like, oh, like, how's, how are things with so-and-so or whatever? And it's like, ah, yeah, it's fine, you know? It's like, ah, it's not really fine, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, things are not fine, you know? But it's like, you know, like, sometimes it's like, ah, I don't really want to get into it or, like, it's not really something I really want to talk about or whatever. And I'd kind of almost rather not say that just because sometimes it just, like, brings more attention to a thing. And then it kind of depends on the person, too, because, like, most people I can, I, a lot of people I'd say I can, like, be pretty honest with, but then there are some people where I'm like, I just don't need to, like, get into this with these people. And, you know, stuff like that, that it's like, I would still consider that kind of stuff lying, you know, you know, it is lying, but it's kind of like, whatever, you know, like, you know, it's kind of, what it's one of those things, it's like, you, you say what you say and then you kind of just get on with it and you know I don't think you know it's hurting any other person but at the same time it's kind of like dishonest but then you can take things that are more and more dishonest and more and more you know just kind of like scheming there's some stuff that's like more and more and more and more to a point where it's like okay now this is actually hurting somebody you know and then you know it's it it's kind of a fine line sometimes but I do think sometimes people consciously do stuff sometimes it's unconscious sometimes it's impulsive sometimes people are able to reflect on their day and be like huh I screwed all this up and like oh well whatever and just move on you know or just maybe they will feel bad about it but then they're struggling to kind of like change you know, and I think in a way that's kind of like one of the better places to be is like, even when you're screwing up, but you kind of are very aware of it. Um, I think that's a better place to be because I, I think I'd rather have a problem with doing something that I need to do than, um, than not even being aware of what I need to change, you know, like those are two different things. Um, but yeah, I feel it's, uh, like it's it's tricky right it's tricky to even talk about because I can say it just in theory like this but if I start like applying this to somebody that has maybe done some wrong against me then I'm like like these people need to be held accountable like screw that you know like like there's no like there's no like making it easy on them and like trying to understand their perspective it's like they screwed up they fucked up they were wrong you know like that's kind of more so how I would think about it um but you know, like, it's, I don't know, if, if you've never watched that show, Stiesel, and if it's your type of show, I'd recommend it, just to think about, like, just people making mistakes, and how it goes from something, like, like, in this type of show, it's like, it can be something purely innocent, and, you know, just for your own entertainment purposes, and your own needs, and then it gets, like, out of hand, to a point where, like, other people are being affected, and I don't know if the writer kind of has some kind of motive, um, I'm, I really like to look into who wrote this, uh, storyline and everything, because I find it very intriguing that sometimes, you know, um, there is that, it's kind of like this, um, like, people not fully um 
like maybe like a writer trying to I don't know for sure if this is what they're doing but maybe they wrote it for their own culture for their own people to watch it and kind of like teach lessons like about mistakes and things like that or family dynamics I don't really know but I think it's very possible that that could be like the purpose of of like the goal of this kind of storyline uh, but I don't really know. Like, maybe it wasn't written by a religious person. Um, but I don't know. Like, whoever it was written by, they seem to have a very good grasp on this religious society. Um, I really like books by Chaim Potok. Like, he's... I mean, um, he's... He's belated now. But he... I think I think his books really got me into reading when I was younger. Um, and Orson Scott Card. But, like... Yeah, his books really got me into reading when I was younger, and um, I kind of realized that I really liked um, that the approaches that he took, because a lot of it was, like, about religious people, but just about, like, maybe some gifts that they had that culturally weren't seen as okay, and for them trying to, like, cultivate these gifts and, like, learn skills while trying to, like be so immersed in this religion that just like overtakes like I feel like you know mainstream Christianity in western culture is like oh you do it on the weekends and like maybe you pray a little bit here and there and like maybe you read the bible but it's like it's not really too common for like the majority of Christians to be like I'm gonna like my goal is to be able to study the bible all day every day like unless you're becoming like a pastor and going to school and getting a master's in divinity or whatever it's called you know unless you're doing something along those lines and being a theology major or something like that usually people just go into mainstream secular society have their work have their jobs might have a family and you know they do the church thing they might have a church community but it's not really like an expectation to be studying the bible all the time like that um like there are some strict christian religions but you're usually not studying all day like that like it's not too normal in western christianity um versus like in ultra orthodox judaism it seems like at least with the males you know, it's kind of seen as, like, an esteemed kind of lifestyle to be able to study a lot of, you know, like, religious texts and things, like, to spend a lot of time praying and studying, like, devoting so much of your life and energy to that kind of study, you know, um, even if you are working, you can still study before, after, and sometimes maybe even during work, or even it, or there are people who don't work like a typical nine to five kind of job and they're I don't know how they are I don't know if they're like sponsored or get paid or what but there it is common to see people that don't work um at like a day-to-day but they're not even considered like monks or anything it's just like a normal religious lifestyle person just studying all day long um and that's normal in that culture Um, And so, you know, there is a lot of devotion and, you know, nobody, none of us, none of us is immune to, you know, causing pain. None of us is immune to experiencing pain. 
Um, I think most people have been wronged by somebody and have wronged other people. Even if it's a little bit and even if it's unintentional, I think that's a normal human experience. And it's unfortunate, but, you know, watching these kind of religious things and, like, reading books about religious people who are, like, in modern day, you know, it kind of makes me realize more. Because, like, I haven't once heard of a story other than, you know, how the story of Jesus is explained in mainstream Christianity. I've never heard of a story where there's, like, somebody who never does any wrong like that's not like a normal storyline like usually you have conflict in a story right like you almost always have conflict and that's what makes it kind of hard for me to write because I love writing but I don't want to I don't like having like stories where there's like dramas and conflict it's like dude a cool story to me is like and they went to the beach and had a bonfire and that's like the end of the freaking story like it was just happy there's no conflict to be resolved there was no like, oh, I'm nervous or, oh, I'm stressed or, oh, you know, I'm trying to overcome this obstacle. It's like, no, there's none of that. In my stories, they're just like roaming around like, oh, let's go hiking. Like, OK, that was fun. You know, like it's like there, there doesn't have to be conflict in it, you know, for me to enjoy it. But I know that most of the time people want that in their stories because it is a natural part of, you know, human existence to kind of have some forms of conflict and chaos and struggle and overcoming at the same time like it's not too common to just have like nothing happening and you're just like like flowing with the wind and like whatever you know (laughs) like and that's the end of the story like they all they always lived happily ever after and there was no conflict along the way like those are the kind of stories I like I'm like let's just keep this happy and let's just keep it pushing but I don't know that's my lengthy ramble for today because I'm driving still I got it still about another hour but all right I'm gonna stop recording so I can get on with just driving and uh yeah um but yeah think about it think about think about a lot of this stuff in this day seven episode see what you think about it I could be wrong I'm kind of thinking on the fly, but kind of like piecing things together at the same time and a little bit inspired by some artistic works that I've been exposed to with this kind of like content I've been watching on Netflix and like I try to draw inspiration from things, you know, I I like things that kind of get my my the gears in my brain kind of turning and something about this series is kind of doing that. So I like that. But um I'm going to listen to some study materials for the next hour while I drive and then um, go from there. And with that, thank you for listening.